headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. David and Carolyn in Tacoma, Washington, are on the line. It says on my screen, you guys are debt-free. Way to go. Oh, yeah, Dave. It's It's been a great journey. It all started in 2015. We did our debt-free scream in 2017 for consumer debt, and now we're paying off our house. I love it. Whoop, 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 whoop. How much have you paid off totally? Um, well, the first time it was 82000 the consumer debt, mm-hmm. and then our house was 172000 Okay, I'm going with the 172 figure. How long did it take to do that? Uh, that took us four and a half years. There you go. And your range of income during that time? Um, we started at uh, about one seventeen, and uh, we finished this last year at two hundred and five thousand. Excellent. Whoa. What do you guys do for a living? Uh, I do land development. Shout out to my company, uh, Hosford Construction. They really helped me pay off that last big lump. There you go. And and I just retired from the state. I'm a compliance unit manager for the state of Washington, but I'm just retired in the month of July. So it's a perfect timing, Dave. Yeah, way to go. Guys. That's an exciting month, David. <laughs> Pay oh, off the yeah, house, retiring, I, I, all of it. That's great. That's very yeah, cool. I, well, it was because we paid it off in May, and I retired at the end of June. So the timing was perfect and makes it a little bit easier to retire. Amen. Well, Tacoma's a great market. What's that house worth? Um, about, we figure about 450,000. Phenomenal. How much you guys got in retirement savings? Um, probably with my, my pension, probably around 500,000, but Carolyn's eight years younger than me. She's still working. So that's my retirement plan for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Oh, whoa. I'm married up, Dave. Whoa, I'm not sure you're going to be there. (laughs) That's great, man. So you're millionaires. You did it. Your baby steps millionaires. We're we're getting there. Yeah, you're right at it. Way to go, guys. Congratulations. Well, tell us the story. What started this journey, and how'd you get tied into this Ramsey stuff? Well, in in 2015, we took FPU at at the church. And um, so that took us 28 months to pay uh, 82,000 off. And, uh, and then in 2017, after we paid that off, we decided that we wanted to pay off our house and we slowly did it. And of course this last year, we, our, our income increased a lot and that really helped us a lot. And, um, and really the biggest thing for us is our kids are listening. Um, we we tithe through the whole thing, Dave. Um, we put God first, and uh, He rewarded us. Yeah! Wow! Very cool! Very cool! What church are you in? Uh, Grace Point Northwest oh, in yeah. Enumclaw, wonderful. Washington. Yeah, wonderful! Very cool. Well, way to go, guys! Congratulations, you guys! So, how did it feel? You know, this past July, where you didn't have a mortgage payment. 
Oh, it's just crazy. You know, it just gives you, Rachel, just gives you so much freedom. I, I think it's really, to me, it's really that debt is a distraction. You know, it's, the devil does all kinds of things to mess with your family and your goals and what God's plans are for your life. And that debt was really a distraction to us. And I know it is to a lot of marriages and families. And we just really feel like now we're ready to take on that next step, which is what, what is God planned for us next? And all of the choices and the freedom that we have to do that is just such a blessing. Incredible. Oh, incredible. You guys, that's, I just think that's such a, an amazing, not only accomplishment, but even the season of life that you guys are entering with David, you retiring all of it. I'm like, there is, there's just such freedom and margin and options that you guys have that, uh, that's coming up. So I, I'm, in, I'm impressed, very impressed and congratulations. Very proud Thank of you, you guys. Very, very well done. Great, great job. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you, my latest number one bestseller, How Ordinary People Built Extraordinary Wealth, How You Can Too. You're there, and uh, so you can read about essentially who you are, because that's you. And uh, we got a copy of Total Money Makeover for you to give away and maybe get someone else's journey, and a one-year membership to Financial Peace University. The brand-new videos are out, the best class we've ever done, and uh, you can send someone through it because it's what got your journey started. And so give you plenty of things to give away, a couple things to read for yourself. So beautiful. Well done done you guys well done well done who are your biggest cheerleaders oh probably our 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 kids um they watched from afar but they were there and uh we would give them little tune-ups every once in a while to tell them what where we were (laughs) and of course our church um we had people in our church that because we um did financial peace about seven classes before COVID hit, and we haven't done it since. Well, thank you. Yeah, we need to get started again. Way to go, man. Good job. Good stuff. So are your kids following in the stuff? I would say they're doing Ramsey-ish, Dave. They they hear what we're saying, and, you know, they're doing things now like saying, Mom, Mom, we paid cash for that. <laughs> I'm like, good it. job, good job. Now they feel yeah. the need to explain. Then, That's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. Well, way to go, you two. All right, it's David and Carolyn, Tacoma, Washington. 172000 paid off in the second stage as they paid off their house in four and a half years. Making one seventeen to two hundred five took them twenty eight twenty eight months to pay off the first eighty two thousand of consumer debt. So that's a fairly normal, a little bit shorter than normal timeline that they've been on. Very, very, very well done, David and Carolyn. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. One, two, three. We're debt free. Yeah. That's how it's done, boys and girls. Man, I love it. I love it. They are set up. That was an interesting comment I haven't heard uh, many times before, that that is a distraction. It's a distraction. Keeps your eyes all the other places. It keeps your eyes Versus. off the things it should be on. Instead, you're having to deal with this crap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a distraction. I mean, illness is a distraction, right? There's lots of things that distract us from things that are that, that, that are the long-term play, that are the uh, vision, those kinds of things. To allow you just to be in the present, too. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, can't, just can't be where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Very, very, very insightful, Carolyn. Very good. Good stuff. This is The Ramsey Show.
lot on your plate. A job, your home, your marriage, and your growing family. While you're enjoying the present, you can't help but think about your future and your finances. As you explore your options, consider Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, for your health care. Their generous maternity program and budget-friendly monthly programs have been a blessing to members welcoming children into their families. Visit chministries.org slash budget to see if it's right for you. Christian Healthcare Ministries is a Ramsey Trusted Provider. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, when it comes to real estate, everyone has questions, theories, and there's a lot of feelings out there about real estate. Rachel and George and I uh, have spent the morning going over the material with our team, getting ready to do a huge live stream. It looks like there's going to be well over 100,000 of you viewing it uh, tomorrow night. For most of you listening, it's it's going to be the 14th of July, Thursday evening, 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern. It is completely free to watch. It'll be about an hour long, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less, somewhere in there. But we're going to cover the actual data of what is going on in the housing market, not your feelings. We're going to address your feelings because a lot of you have a lot of feelings about this, but the real estate reality check live stream, completely free, completely free. We want you to join us and we're going to help you because there's a lot of anger and fear and angst and everything else out there about this. And anytime we run into that, then we know folks are potentially getting ready to make mistakes and we want to keep you from having to do that we don't want you calling in and going oh you know back in back in aught 22 i made this huge mistake and you know i don't want you to do that so we're going to help you that's what we want to do go to ramseysolutions.com slash reality check get your free registration so you can watch tomorrow night free and you'll be able to we'll be able to do that straight up for you we'll send you a link and boom you'll be on Rachel, I'm excited about this material. I think it's solid. No, I think it's going to be a great event, too, because the way we structured it is giving people what they need most, which in this point, it's facts. You need to know exactly why the real estate market is the way it is, what's happening today versus what happened in 2008. Uh, you want to know, look at supply and demand and inventory and buyers and population. I mean, there's just there's a lot out there, a lot of facts that determine the real estate market. And so learning that... And going through it is really important. So we wanted to do that side, kind of that education piece, but then also address what the average American's thinking and feeling, whether you're wanting to buy or sell or nothing. You're just hearing the news and you're looking at social media and everyone's opinion of what's going to happen and is the world coming to an end. And it can be scary if you go if you go down the a black hole of yeah. some of these things, which I may or may not have in my <laughs> lifetime. Uh, you do like start to think, oh my gosh. But I'm, in, I'm also intrigued by some of the things we've learned just in preparing for this. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the graphs we were looking at this morning, and we'll show it tomorrow night again, um, that four states have had almost a million people leave them in the last uh, just under a year. And um, they all went to about eight states or six states. Yeah. Okay. And, um, that was very interesting to me uh, that that these political decisions around COVID and around taxes and around violence um, and protests and those kinds of things are driving migration. 
And so you're you're seeing the states they're moving to. You've got like Californians moving to Tennessee in record numbers. We live in Tennessee, and it's almost a joke now. How many California? Well, California. Um, we just read a report that they've had actually ne- was it negative growth for the oh, first yeah. time first in time in history. Fifty five. Okay, yeah. Since, since they've years. been keeping records. Yeah. Yeah. California went down in population for the first time since we've been keeping That's records. Pretty wild. But so, that but the, and that affects it, right? Because if you're here in Nashville, we were just kind of a pretty normal city i feel like and, and all then, of a sudden we've got this huge influx well, of extra california buyers with all this money because they sell their homes in california and they come here and you're like holy crap and they're overpaying Wait, what yeah. you're you bought you you had and that people, much money you know nashvillians <laughs> got greedy too it was funny it's like oh we got a california sucker fish let's just suck you know let's get that and they you know add an extra three hundred thousand bucks to the house price and boom and they pay it and that happened in florida texas i mean yeah we have it all the data everywhere. to show it but it's just yeah. it is it's wild how though Yes, there's so much that affects the real estate market, and including that kind of stuff. Like you watch, it's just ge- interesting. I yeah, thought. geographically, how things are shifting, and depending on the state you live in, the, the market you live the in. Other one that was changes. intriguing that I kind of suspected, but I was a little bit shocked was the investor dollars. A no, huge number of institutional investors buying houses, and so it's like 28 percent of the houses sold last year, which is crazy. It's kind of sad, but um, the uh, but but they're, they they have. Uh, and this is not investors like, oh, I'm going to go buy a piece of real estate. Not investment. a single. It's not like a single person in your neighborhood no, that like just wants to go buy a house. That's not. These are institutional big blocks of money coming in and, and swooping up houses left and right. So it's kind of not good in that regard. But what's interesting is the cities that have had the violence and the uh, the, the the lawlessness running amok, the investors are abandoning them. You know, they're having like. Two percent of the houses selling in Seattle or in Portland or in uh, uh, Minneapolis uh, are, are investors. Okay, versus like Nashville is thirty uh, percent. Okay, and so the, the Charlotte, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, huge. Jacksonville, Florida, huge. I know, but that's okay. where my but but all the investors. I don't know. It's not. Well, it's a mixed Being, bag. Okay, but it's it is interesting that the investors are staying away from cities. Where uh, where there's a, a, an overabundance of COVID rules and or violence in, in the streets, they're staying away from them, and so they're ruining the economy in a sense. Now again, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of investors coming and swooping up in institutional investors buying blocks of houses and taking them off the market. I'm not a fan of that. That's not the point, but it, it is an indicator of what happens when the, the point is this politics. And uh, social policy and whatever you want to bucket this stuff in has economic consequences. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of economic consequences. A lot of factors. I don't know what the other consequences would be. I don't know what the other factors would be. That's it. I mean, that's the only distinguishing thing between Portland, Oregon. Well, taxes, and Dallas, socially, Texas. there's schools. I mean, you could you, there's a there's a whole list of stuff yeah. I think that go into it too. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, for the average person though, listening and watching. The point of the event for us was yeah. to give instruction, education, and actual data of what's going on, and to and to just simmer down the fear and the panic that this is going to be like two thousand eight because the data is showing it's it's just not the way the supply and the demand work. Like there is still a low level of supply with houses and still a high demand of buyers, and so so looking at those data points, I think is really really key and really important, and it, and it inserts again a level of like take a deep breath. It's going to be okay because yeah. when you start to fear and panic and freak out and go down your black hole of 
conspiracies, which I may or may not have done. You're like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? What am I Are doing? We're going to be okay. I need to Are move to Mon- okay? off the grid. I'm going to Montana. You're never going to find me again. Now, Montana's um, not a bad place to go. That's great. Place. I know. I might end up there. I love it. If we what were, I've read comes and, true. And let me tell you what. We were just in Big Sky. The economy there is booming. Whew, man, they got, they're building stuff left and right. It's crazy. Hotels and houses coming out of the ground like crazy. It's a wonderful market. So, but yeah, Montana, all, Mon- Montana's good people. I'm just saying. But. I know, but I may be with them soon. <laughs> I don't know why you picked Montana because but. it just feels it feels like I could be off the grid. Well, yeah, you could. There's not as many people there. That's for sure. Or North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota, yeah, for sure. Not as know. many people there. South Dakota. That's yeah. Okay, if that's what you're after, you can find it there. Yeah, lots of prairie dogs, no people. That's it. So um, anyway, open phones here. We're talking to you about your life and your money. But jump on RamseySolutions.com and plan to uh, watch the live stream tomorrow night. Uh, We're giving you a little bit of a sneak peek there with a couple things. But um, it's always good for us as personalities, our content team, our production team, everybody else, to study some of these things more in depth and, you know, test our theories, our hypothesis against the actual data. And is there actual data there to support what we believe? If not, do we need to shift why we're doing that and so forth? Because you call, well, because in the past, because I'm just looking on social too, on posts you've done on Instagram and stuff, and people are like, you're so wrong, Dave, you're so wrong, it is going to crash. But you predicted inflation this time last year, but you said on another show you did not predict the recession in 08. Matter of fact, I was very strong that it was not going to happen. Okay, so so what, so did you just not see the real estate market like do you know what i'm saying like what did you did miss not, that you're confirmed that you didn't you're not missing here well, what happened there was i did not anticipate nor did i believe that the mortgage-backed securities and the hedge funds had screwed up the market with the subprimes as much as they, they had. did yeah it was a lot bigger problem than i realized at the time and that's just simply not there now right right that's not even a factor right. in this discussion so yeah i, I, I missed that one um, but so much of economics is self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe it, you act on it, and you cause it to become true. And you got to be careful with that, with predictions of negative things in the economy. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. Mark is with us in Nashville. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good. How are you, Dave? Better Thanks than we deserve, man. Thank you. What's up? Hey, um, so uh, we've been listening. Me and my wife have been listening to your show for the past six years, and we're able to pay off uh, all our student loan debt and um, follow the baby steps, and uh, we kind of got off the beaten path a little bit uh, recently, and we uh, we bought a piece of land. Uh, we live in the Nashville area, and um, we're kind of facing this decision uh, now. Uh, we want to be completely debt-free, and if we sell our house and uh, and uh, rent, we, we'd like to build a property on, or build a house on this piece of land in the next three to four years. Um, we would be we'd be able to pay off the rest of the land and be completely um, debt-free. And 
actually be able to save a little bit more money per month um, while renting. And um, we were just um, kind of wondering if that was a smart idea or, or um, I know there's just so much going on with the, the real estate market in Nashville. Uh, we're, we're just not sure what to do. I have a really good income. Um, so we'll be able to save a lot of money uh, in the next few years. Good. What's your income? Uh, anywhere from two thirty to two fifty. Excellent. Very, very good. Okay. What's your house payment? Uh, like nine hundred dollars a month. No, you don't sell your house. You can't rent cheaper than that. Well, we we have, we have to pay money on the land as well. So yeah, but you got to pay money on the land if you sell the house and rent. Right, but we would be able to pay off the balance of the land if we sold our house. Oh, you'd take the equity out of the house and do that. Okay, so what do you owe on the land? Yeah. Uh, we owe about 260000 And what do you owe on your house? Uh, about two hundred. Okay. What could you sell the house for? Uh, about 500 Okay. I, I would just sit right uh, there, dude. I'd sit right there and I would plow through this land. It's hard at the money at this land, hand over fist, and get it paid off, and then start talking about building a house on that land. Okay, uh, I guess we just um, I, we just feel like you know, in in the next three to four years, like it, if we sold our house, it it would it would take a lot of risk out of everything. If you um, want to sell that. it, sell it. Okay, you don't need me to do that. Okay, but but right, uh, but you got to live somewhere. And you have a $900 house payment on a house that's going up in value while you're pulling off all these other tricks. And you're abandoning both of those good things to go ahead and get the land paid off. And that's what I wouldn't do. Okay. But you can do whatever you want to do. It's obvious you're, you know, you make a lot of money. You're doing great. None of these things are in the stupid column. It's just a matter of which one's going to be the fastest, most expedient. But I mean, you priced rent in Nashville, right? Yeah, we, we uh, in the area that we're looking um, for the same size house would be about 2500 bucks a month. Yeah. And I make about 20000 a month. I know. What you make a month is a, is the static piece of information in either one of these scenarios. But the, the two things, okay. what we're comparing against is 900 a month that goes up in value or $2,500 a month in the middle of the table on fire. Yeah. Y'all yeah, just, y'all just want out saying, of debt. Then, is your motivation, Mark, for asking the question? Because you guys just want to be, pay everything off and it just feels better and then you're renting? Like, is that what you're, is that what you guys are feeling, both of you? I, just, I guess it just feels more simple and it, it just, because, because, um, I, I know that, that, like you, you say that the housing prices are supposed to go up, but there's a chance also that they could go down. And I just feel like, if you're going to sell, you want to sell now. I think you're making a mistake because you you really do think house prices are going to, going to go down, and I think you're wrong. Especially in Nashville, Mark. Right. I think you're wrong. Yeah. I think you've been hanging yeah. out with the wrong people at the bar. Oh, my gosh. And they're all, talk, they're all maybe, talking. I don't know. I, they're, no, they're all talking no, trash. Hear, let's hear your, Mark. Your friends on. are all talking trash. Man. I want to hear, Mark, what you have to say. I really do because well, I, I hear the same I, thing, I so just, go. For our specific scenario... Um, you know, in the next three, four years, that how much are it's like how much our house is really going to go up, and is that worth the risk of keeping it 
for that long. What's causing you, Mark, to think that the, what's causing you, Mark, to think that your house price is going to go down here in Nashville? Why? Why oh, do you I, think that? I don't know that it's going to go down, but I don't know that the amount that it'll go up. Is but why? Why are you coming to these that. conclusions? Give me like because data. Give me reason. Because the uh, the price of our house is, has more than doubled in the past six years, and I just I don't see the, that amount of increase, uh, the percentage of increase. I, I think it's. I mean, it may increase, but I, I don't know if that increase over three to four years is going to be worth the risk of us keeping the house versus being out of debt. The completely. risk of the debt on the land. Yeah, like say, well, the the debt on our our house and the land. Like if say if something happened to my job or something in the next three to four years, it would be pretty. Uh, I don't know. It, you could sell either one good. or both of these properties. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just worry about if the demand will still, if there's still going to be the demand. At the core of all of this back and forth in your verbal is you really don't, you are really worried that house prices are going to go down. You really do believe there's a high probability they're going to go down. And that's at the core of your question. And that's why I think you're wrong. Okay. Now you can do what you want to do. There's no real downside except a little bit of lost money on you selling your house today. Uh, But so sell it today and go pay off your land and go rent. But then go back and look when you finish this transaction three years from now and see what that house that you sold did. And then we can determine if I was right or not. But, um, I, you know. And Mark, let me say this, though, because the marketing, the market is softening. It is making people be like, oh, wow. So, yes, houses are going back to what they actually are valued at. And what appraisal is coming in at? Not some versus, bidding war. Yes, versus in Nashville, we all knew this. Like three months ago, I mean six, nine months ago, someone here at the office they got fifty six offers over a weekend, like, and it was like two hundred over asking. Price. I mean, just you hear the craziest stories. You heard the You're craziest not stories. Have that You're happen. not going to have that anymore. So I don't think that's going to. But happen. that doesn't mean that the value of your home is going to tank because no supply is not going to catch up with demands here in the near future. And I think that, and I honestly do think that there are still. These areas around the country, we talked about this last segment. Assurance has 25,000 employees in downtown Nashville. Amazon has 25,000 employees in downtown And the healthcare industry in Nashville. That's just two companies. You can't beg a house in Nashville right now because these huge corporations have moved in here and made it their headquarters, okay? And they're moving out of New York, they're moving out of California, and they're moving in here and setting up shop because we're a tax-free, income tax-free state. But again, if you are state. Houston, Mark, if you were, I mean, another place, maybe we could have yeah. another you're discussion. You're not but in a market that's going to crash, dude. Now, again, if you want to do this, the only thing you've lost is whatever you didn't make on your house. And so it's not a huge, like, there's nothing, nothing here in the stupid column. But what I what I want to teach you and people listening is when you make decisions based on feelings instead of real data on negative feelings fear it almost never leads to good financial consequences and so at the core of your concern at the core of your question is a false assumption that real estate in nashville tennessee is going to go down in the next two years it's not it's not if it does, call me and I'll buy your house. <laughs> it's not. Okay? Seriously. 
But now, if you want, if you just want the peace of mind, go to the bar that Mark done, is hanging out with and tell all the friends I was no. wrong. I'll buy y'all. No, I'm not buying everybody in the bar's house. I'm not buying around. I'm just buying his. But it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Okay. So you know, you're okay. You're okay. But if you want to sell it, it's also okay. You're not dumb for being 100% debt free. You're not dumb. But I just don't want you to make decisions based on fear and 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 feelings rather than data. Scripture of the day, Proverbs 4, 25, 26. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Ross Perot said the most successful people in the world aren't usually the brightest. They are the ones who persevere. Stop. <laughs> Unbelievable. You guys are so bad. Okay. Uh, I have all these charts and graphs for the real estate event for tomorrow night. We were going through the rehearsal stuff this morning. And I said, this is just like Ross Perot. And she said, you mean Bob Ross? No, no. <laughs> what was it you said? I, I, you, I said... Uh, yeah, I was like, well, all your graphs, Dave, you've got so many graphs for this event. And he was like, I know, I'm like Ross Pro. You probably don't even know who he is. I was like, yes, I watched him all the time on PBS, painting his hair. And everyone was like, that's Bob Ross. <laughs> Poor so Bob Ross. Made, he just got insulted Ross being called Ross Ross Pro. So, so we get a Ross Pro quote. Freaking quote from Ross Pro. Well, these guys in the booth, they're unbelievable. They, they're the most successful you. people in the world aren't usually the brightest. <laughs> I heard the story right before the Whatever. show. I couldn't resist. Whatever. Whatever. Jeez. That is awesome. Jeez. I thought charts, art. So, Rachel, Bob. a little history lesson. Uh, I know Perot, who was. I know. Perot was running against Bush, and I, he would always get up with these with these part. He was running as an independent, and he actually kept, got, caused Bush to get beat. Okay, he took his votes, and he would get up there and he go, "This is the graph," and he would do this whole thing, and this horrible nasal voice, and it was just, it was, it was running for president. And he always had charts and graphs. He was not a painter. So. I know, I know. <laughs> no, you don't. I, yeah, you were a child. I know politics. I do. I know the history <laughs> in like the eighties and nineties of politics. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh man. Ross Perot, the painter. There we go. <laughs> Hey, by the way, folks, uh, we are doing that real estate reality check uh, tomorrow night. It is a live stream. It's free. We're doing four building wealth events in the fall in your cities, and that includes Phoenix, Arizona, which I just got an email at the break, sold out. Phoenix is sold out. So those of you who didn't get your tickets for Phoenix, we'll catch you next time. Um, and, you know, be, be ready, be watching, be listening. So sold out, sold out and uh completely sold out maybe we'll talk them into opening up another night or something but it's gone and uh sacramento is almost sold out um can't think of the other cities off the top of my head but they're 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 all right on the verge of selling out for the fall here you need to go ahead and get those tickets those are not free the event tomorrow night you go to ramseysolutions.com and register for the real estate reality check is completely free this live streamed okay marco is with us in la hey marco welcome to the ramsey show 
Hey, Dave, how you doing, man? What an honor. Seriously, how are you guys? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help you? All right. So, Dave, my question today for you is, so I'm 21 years old. I am on, I'm going back to school in the fall, and uh, I've got two years uh, down under my belt. I was a little, I was out of school for a little over a year, uh, just trying to decide what I wanted to do. Did some internships, lived in Florida for a little bit. I came back. Um, so basically, going back to school to finish my undergrad in business, uh, decided I want to do that, kind of build a little bit of a career out of it. And also, um, but my end goal is to go back to uh, get my master's in theology. So being a pastor, planning a church would be uh, definitely, you know, what God, what truly I believe God has called me to do. Um, but here is my question. So I'm a first gen. So going back to college is a huge, huge deal. Um, my parents supportive in everything that I've done. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, like I said, my parents are, or I'm a first gen. So my parents, that makes my parents, uh, South American immigrants. And so the financial decisions that they've made when they first came here weren't always the best. Um, I've, you know, I've, I grew up in, you know, we've had to suffer. We've had to sacrifice a lot, but, uh, we're not where we used to be. And we're, I know we're headed to a better place. Uh, with that being said, uh, that's kind of wired me to think 10 years ahead. So I'm enrolled at a school, uh, Biola university here in LA. Um, and I've gotten the final numbers of how much it's going to cost me. How much? Um, it's money that I, how much it's 13,600 for one semester. That's a little high. It is. It's very high. And that's, that's one semester. So that's just fall of 2022. And so I'm not even sure what spring of 2022 is going to look like. Yeah, I'm not so mad. I'm, I'm not mad spring. at Viola, but you need to go somewhere you can afford. You don't have any money, yeah. right? Absolutely. I just, I don't. Wrong I guess, school. I'm not sure if it's worth. It's not I'm worth. I'm not sure if it's worth taking out no. the, the amount, you know, I'll be, after two years of college, I'll be maybe in 40, 50K uh, in debt. And that's maybe like a base pay of a business degree, uh, you know, coming fresh out of college. Uh, that's maybe like the base pay of a salary. So I'm not sure if it's worth being the same amount of debt, but the same amount of income I'll be making in a year. No, it's not. Not when you could have gotten the degree cheaper and worked your way through and had no debt. Right. You just right. you just chose so, the wrong school. You chose a school you can't afford. I haven't. I mean, I haven't taken out any loans yet. Good. I haven't made any payments. Good. Um, so change schools. So. Okay. If Viola I mean, won't I, give you I, I, if Viola won't give you scholarships, and they probably won't, they may not. If you qualify for scholarships based on the immigrant status of your parents or something like that, that'd be awesome. But. Um, Dude, California has free uh, community college. Right, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm currently doing some classes online through uh, for the summer right now just to kind of get back into the rhythm of doing yeah. uh, school again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I if thought, I were in you know, your I shoes, I would work 50 to 60 hours a week, and I would go to a school I could afford and pay cash for. Right. I did that, by the way. And get all your prereqs done, Marco, if you can, at at a community college that's free in California and then seeing, okay, what trans, what credits transfer and maybe you just spend two semesters at a different university versus two years. If you want a diploma from a different university, then you can do that if the credits transfer. Go see the guidance counselor at Viola and tell them you're getting ready to withdraw if you can't figure out some scholarships. And we've got the immigrant status of your parents on your side. We've got the fact that you're an adult student coming back on your side. There's a lot of different programs out there for all kinds of people and see if they won't help belly up and help you here. If they cut that in half, you can afford to pay cash for it and, and Marco, work your butt off. If your ultimate right. goal, too, is 
to get a degree um, in business in the well oh, eventually in theology, theology mm-hmm. what's causing you not Master's just to go down yeah is that just like a far off dream in the in the way future or is that something that you could just pursue now and skip the business degree if that's what you want uh what well, you know i uh, uh i've thought a lot about it i've talked to pastors of mine i've talked to you know financial advisors that are also friends of mine and everything and you know, they told me I'd love to be able to build an income outside of the church um, to be able to have something uh, more so kind of like a either whether that be a passive income or something that I can do so I don't have to take a salary from the church. That would be a goal, of course. Not always like that, but mm-hmm. um, okay. just to do things a little bit differently. Yeah, I hear that. Very cool. What I want you to do is I want you to look at a lot of hard work, look at some scholarships, um, and, and look at affordability of where you're going to school and go get your degree in a way that you can pay cash for it between those, yes, three, between those three things. That's and even what, if that means pausing another semester. And that's what I would do if I were in your shoes. And even if it means because there's no magic to Viola, okay? I mean, I'm not mad at them. I'll hire yeah. you if you graduated from there, if you, if you meet the other things on our uh, hiring process. But where you went to school, we have 1,200 employees, 1,200 team members, We have never in the history of this company, we've hired 2,000-something over the years, okay? Never in the history of this company have we hired someone because of where they went to school. And you and a lot of small business owners across America where people are working. Like almost all companies couldn't give a crap less where you went to school. All they care is did you learn something while you were there? And so don't tell me where you went to school and act like that qualifies you to be something. That's That's just prestige throwing it around, and prestige will buy you nothing. In this world, and very and very small industry in industries and very small sectors of different parts. Well, I mean, if you can find that one percent of people that are so snobby that they won't hire you unless you went to a certain school, that's fine. But it's one right. one and a half. That's percent what I'm of the saying, though. Like there. it's so, majority no. of people out there don't care where yeah. you went. Yeah, I, I care. Can you hustle and grind? I heard did you learn something? Can you pull those tools out of your belt and kill something and drag it home? That's what I want to know. As as an employer, that's what I'm looking for. And so, cool stuff. You're a good man, Marco. Good luck to you, and congrats on everything. You're doing an incredible job. Well done. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. 